comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. My name is Oliver Queen. After five years in the house, I returned home with only one goal, to save my city. But my old approach wasn't enough. I had to become someone else. I had to become something else. I had to become the Green Arrow. When I was a child, my planet Krypton was dying. I was sent to Earth. I work with my adoptive sister for the DEO to protect my city from alien life and anyone else that means to cause it harm. I am Supergirl. My name is Barry Allen, and I am the fastest man alive. To the outside world, I'm an ordinary forensic scientist. But secretly, with the help of my friends at Star Labs, I fight crime. I am the Flash. I'm here because the future of the world is in peril. Because of a man named Vandal Savage. I chose you eight to travel throughout time to stop them. You got the wrong guy. Hero ain't on my resume. Where I'm from, you aren't just considered heroes. You're legend. Hey everybody, welcome to the DCTV Podcast episode 55. I can't drive 55. Oddly enough, no, I can do 54. 56, but not, not 55. It's weird. Uh, joining me this week on DCTV is the man, the myth, the legend himself, the only man who cheered other than Chubb when Felicity got up out of her wheelchair so she could walk out on Oliver. I didn't even <laughs> cheer. I just said, what the... I know. <laughs> I was like, what did the... Huh? What? <laughs> you couldn't walk and then you jump up and run out? Like, yeah, what? like the only way she could walk is... is I mean, she All of a sudden she could walk or she had to walk out on Oliver. It was almost like a bad family guy parody. It was. I'm glad I could walk so I could walk away from you. I'm gonna walk out of walk out of your life. Oh, and her reasoning was so stupid in CW. I'm just like, really? Really, Felicity? All You're not gonna it. let this go? Really? Yeah. Everybody yeah. else let it go. Come on. It was all dumb. <sighs> Even the part of Alva, you should have just told me in the first place, stupid. We could have just pretended. No, we didn't have to tell her that we knew. If Vixen hadn't been on it, it would have been a total wash. You're right about that. I need, oh. I need some more Vixen in my life. Oh, please do. Please please give her her own show. Yes. Uh, but we'll, t- we'll get to board it out when we get to Era. Uh, episode 55 of the cast, as I said. And uh, we had a full slate this week of six shows. Um, and Flash is taking a break. I think it's two weeks or three weeks. Something like that. I think it's to sync up with Supergirl. It- it doesn't come back on until the 29th, if I remember right. Okay. Um, so there's going to be a couple weeks there without The Flash. But this week we had all six shows. Uh, that would be uh, Lucifer and uh, The Flash and Supergirl and iZombie and Arrow and Legends of Tomorrow. And it's kind of a mixed bag this week. Yes. There, there were some, I mean, I don't know, I, I, you know, spoiler alert, I think The Flash was probably the strongest episode of all of these this week. But... It was weird how much happened on iZombie. Like, so many things came to a head on iZombie, if you think about it plot-wise. You know? Blaine well, it almost like... Mr. Boss, and then, uh... um, you know, uh, Liv punching Gilda, or whatever the hell her name is, Rita, or whatever the hell her name is. Well, didn't it feel like it didn't end? Like, it just, like, oops, we ran out of 
time. Yeah. And Although that not... scene with uh, Blaine, you know, jumping out or crawling out of the grave mm. and grabbing that blanket from those Girl Scouts who were bird watching, that was pretty funny. Yeah, it was funny. I kind of saw it coming when they slit his throat and didn't like shoot his, you know. Yeah, there was no way that Blaine was going to be gone for yeah, the I'm show. Yeah, like, I, I kind of you know, saw that coming a little bit. No way. No uh, well, let's start out. Let's go chronologically, as always. Let's start out with Lucifer. And huh. uh, it just seems like more of the same problems yes. that we've had with this show uh, all you know all along. Is you know again, Lucifer is 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 a good is a good actor. I mean, the cast is good. The uh, the main I think the main storyline with him like kind of flirting with mortality and trying to find danger and stuff. I thought that was cool. Yeah. But then like all the stuff about the gangbanger guy who made the shoes and. I mean, I figured that out in like the first five minutes. Like it was nobody, the no, stuff. yeah, nobody got shot there, so it no. must be, you know, it must be like to get his rep up that you know people, you know, oh, he's a real gangster, and you know, people were trying to shoot at him while the shoe show is going on or whatever. But well, like it was so bad for me that I just didn't even care enough to try to solve it. I just was cool. I just, I just got into watching Lucifer just. Yeah, pretty much just dick around. He's like, I don't care. He's yeah. Like, I, ooh, I can get shot. I can get. I can get hit. I can get hurt. Ooh. And then it, did, it didn't really have any consequences because no. uh, Mazakin just came in. Oh, that was so good. And it just kicked everyone's ass. And she um, beat me up. She you want her to so be sexy? She looks so sexy beating up all those people. Hit me too. Okay, so who is? Who was uh, the bigger badass, Mazikeen or Vixen this week? Oh, man. That's, That's a tough, rough. tough call. That's those rough. They're both a couple of uh, very attractive ninjas. I know. Well, Mazikeen had less uh, dialogue, expository dialogue that mm-hmm. <laughs> Vixen had to do because I'm Darantel and it works at so and so at this address. And I, was, and I knew that because I was there at this time when this happened. It's like she'd had so many lines of just trying to explain to people what happened in the cartoon right that it just came off kind of oh funny. i know i was gonna mention that we got to era i was like yeah well here's my little bit of plot exposition to kind of yeah. where the hell i came from just yeah a, just a fashion model uh, i'm just a fashion model trying to make your way with a foster father uh, in detroit yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm like wow it's different strokes and i got a totem that does animals and i can use it and my mother left me uh, when she was very young and so i can survive family. Oliver's like, we had an animated adventure together. I'm like, yeah, you did. Yeah. <laughs> it was sure on CWC. But anyway, getting back to Lucifer, um, it, it was just some of the same problems I've had. You know, the procedural was dumb. The parts that are good are, are cool, but they aren't, like, being emphasized at all. And then they just put so much time and effort into this storyline. It's just like, it's like Law and Order Lucifer, you know? Yeah, I don't know why they're so... Oh, they get away from the uh, the heaven and hell stuff so much. Like I want more of that. I could, yeah. I could sit and like other angels on earth. Like what was his relationship with the others? Well, like, the whole I, bit was the, his angel kind of trying to cozy up to his analyst. Yeah. Episode. You know that that stuff was cool. Or when Mazakin, you know, talks to the the angel. They're in a um. In that uh, coffee shop called mm-hmm. Beel, what was it, Beelzebrew or something like it, some play on the devil's name. Right. I noticed when they were in there. 
But, like, that stuff was interesting. That stuff, I'm like, wow, I wonder what's going on here. I wonder why he's being mortal. I wonder why, you know, they, you know they're all so hot to have him back. You know, why is what he's doing, you know, throwing everything out of whack or whatever, you know? I mean, all that is very interesting. Well, it's but, almost like I thought, like, the way it was implied, I had thought that the angel had punished, somehow punished him by taking away some of his power or something. Like, I thought heaven had did that to him. And that's first. how he got it, shot. Yeah, because it looked like they looked like when he wouldn't come back again, he was like, "All right, I'm gonna have to do something." Like mm-hmm. he, it was, and I thought that that's what it was. And well, it, it could be. It could but be. he doesn't even mention it, so it's like, well, maybe it's. He not never even gets a chance to get hurt in this episode because he gets no. sheltered by the cop, and then uh, Mazikin just comes and like takes all the gangbangers out. So. We don't even know if, yeah, he doesn't, like, you, you would think he would have tested it again to see if he, uh... Maybe, I mean, I don't know. He did heal up, though, it seemed, pretty quickly, I mean... Yeah, he was fine. He didn't and the whole subplot with him, like, kind of seducing the police chief, mm-hmm. I thought was cool, because that, yeah. that gives him a workaround to get him as, you know, civilian consultant or whatever they declared him this episode, um, you know, in order to get him to partner with the... Yeah, that, he told him fine with that but i don't know I, it's just aspects i want like it's got aspects in it that i like but it then it doesn't seem to emphasize those no like I, like i know i keep comparing it to i zombie but i mean they are similar they have a supernatural protagonist mm-hmm. you know they have a supernatural and they have like uh, an arch overarching story having to do with that supernatural protagonist and then they have procedural like added on there but right. in the case of i zombie like the procedural in in weird ways, either fits in with the major story arc, or like when she eats the brain, that trait seems to help her or hinder her, as it were. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, and they seem to play off each other rather than this, where it just seems like one is just kind of tacked on to the other. Well, there's not enough going on with the with the police detective to hold my interest. Right, there's not enough going on with her right now. Like besides the daughter and the. The a hole ex husband who's not that much of an a hole in this episode. Yeah, he's like he, I don't know. Uh, I think Lucifer tries to pull his whammy on him, and he says something like, uh, "You know, his only desire is to you know, protect his daughter." Right. Which so it's like that's not that's not too bad. You know, I mean, he's a jerk, but he has the good intentions. You know, exactly. So then that kind of okay. Now she really doesn't have a. I don't know. She doesn't have enough there for me. Yeah, her, her personality, I don't know. I don't know if it's the actress, the way she's written, or... Well, or she which, has no backstory. Like, she really you know. doesn't have a backstory that you really... Plus, she really doesn't have any emotional hook other than the kid. No. Like, she it. has a kid. Okay. Cool. What else is there? It's know? like, you're pretty, you, you, you had, uh, you were rich because you had a, you know, successful... Your family's rich. You mm-hmm. you had that little career for a second. Other police don't like you. And, uh, I, and not to compare, like again, to iZombie, but think about the supporting cast on iZombie, right? And how well defined those characters are. I mean, when I say Ravi or Major, or you know who I'm talking about immediately, because those characters are well defined and well written, and and are, you know, like you said, you know, have they have those emotional hooks? They have something to care about, you know. Well, even Clive. What helped Clive didn't have a a lot of background. They didn't, you know, they didn't give him a lot of background in the first season. But what helped with Clive is that there was enough going on with the other people in her life that they didn't overuse it. 
But with Lucifer, that's all she has. It's like it's only her daughter and Lucifer and the and her ex husband. Like she has no other friend. Like they didn't think right. about that. Like there's no other friends that she has. Nothing else she does other than work and see there's, her daughter. Yeah, there's like nothing really no personality. there. Yeah, so it's like you can't Clive. I mean, you know, they they gave other people. It just wasn't Clive, and because if it was just Clive and Liv in the first season, it would have been kind of boring after. And the thing was, the characters on iZombie were so colorful and well written that Clive ended up being the that you know the straight man. You're right, right. Fall, and that was kind of his role, you know, for a long time. But there was enough other stuff going on that you know she could you know they. You bounce off of, but in in Lucifer, the cast is pretty small. Yeah, the main cast is really small, and if like you're you gonna said, have, well, like you said, it's Lucifer, it's Maze, yeah, it's the angel, it's the cop, her husband, and the kid. And if you're gonna keep it that small, you you gotta you gotta liven up the the cast because the Maze is kind of just angry. Like she, you you know, like I would like to see more her do more stuff. But right now, her thing is just being mad that they're still on Earth. Yep, and then mad that she can't do anything to get Lucifer to go back. I even thought they would, oh, well, it'd be kind of interesting if her and that angel hook up. And they don't know why they keep hooking up. Like, they yeah, give them a little bit of a background. We could all be a prequel to Preacher then. Because it would bother her. Like, yeah, because she has this thing of, you know, being too human. But it would be kind of interesting to see if being on Earth has changed them too, where they're attracted to each other and they're like, we can't stop having sex. Mm. But you're a demon and I'm an angel. Like, we right. should be doing this, but we still feel. Talk about your uh, odd couple, you know? Yeah, we a, <laughs> a funny odd couple. Like, now look what you did, Lucifer. We're all changing. Being right. around these damn humans, we're all starting to, to act like like them so that would be another uh yeah, kind of which, thing what's the writing where that advanced yeah. yeah yeah it looks like they're hitting at it but then they stop like yeah. it, it, you know like when they talk it is some type of chemistry but maybe that might be going that way but it looks like they're taking so long to to even get down that road that uh i don't know i just don't i would hate to just see it you know just be canceled i mean it it has stuff like it's there. It has potential, you know. It has the potential to be better than it is, but uh, we'll see. We'll see. Well, let's move on to a show that kind of had had the first few episodes were like that, but it seemed to it seems to really kind of hit a pace now, hit its stride for me anyway. It's Supergirl. Yes, Angry Girl. Right now, yeah. so she's been Angry Girl. Oh, she was Angry Girl this episode for sure. Yes, she was. Uh, Master Jailer was the uh, the the uh, <laughs> this episode, by the way. It's called uh, Truth, Justice, in the American Way. Mm-hmm. It's episode 14, season one, Supergirl. When I hear Master Jailer, I think of Master Blaster. I can't help it. Yeah. I thought it was gonna be he was going to be revealed to be Lobo. Because he's no. that kind of character. But then it turned out he was just a, a Fort Ross. He's guard. coming. That would be great. I, I, would, love I, heard see, he's coming. I would love I... to see uh, optimistic, happy, mm-hmm. uh, old school Supergirl versus <laughs> Lobo, the main man. Because Lobo only... is... Mm-hmm. I was, I'm sorry. If only the uh, uh, Macho Man Randy Savage were alive to play him. Well, you know he's gonna be wild because even when they hinted at it and they said, "You think it's," and he said, "Oh, we would know if it was him." Like mm-hmm. that's the implication. Because basically, Lobo is listen. Pick the 
if anyone's ever watched Sons of Anarchy, pick the wildest person on Sons of Anarchy. That is Lobo, but super strong and pretty much invulnerable, or he can heal from any any uh, damage. My favorite version of Lobo is still the version from the anim- Superman animated series. That's pretty much what he did. He the just main, hung main, out and he drank was, and, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, just really well depicted. I get the feeling with Deadpool being such a success, we'll probably end up seeing Lobo somewhere down the road. Well, that would be the... I, I would have to think that that would be the case, because she's so straight-laced that I can't see them not making Lobo be the, you know, the bruiser. Right, kind of take the her out of her, you know. Right, right. He would say things to her that would just be totally inappropriate and crazy. and Like, he'd have to be that, you know. That had to be something that she'd have a hard time dealing with. The big, um, I mean, the Master Joe really wasn't the big deal this episode. The no. The big deal Mm-mm. was Supergirl being troubled by the ethics of the DEO. Yeah. Uh, the way they're, you know, the holding Max, I mean, Max Lord is a reprehensible, you know, douchebag, but they're holding him in a cell in the D, you know, in the DEO. And, you know, James Olsen kind of points that out to Kara. And he's like, you know, he's like, look, is, is this kind of hero you want to be? And it kind of like puts you there and you're like, you know, well, you know, what does she do? She can't let him go because she knows too much about Supergirl. Right. right? And Alex and everything. And, you know, she can't keep him there and still like you know in all good conscience you know be a hero or or, or so james is like telling her because he did kind of he did not kind of he did kill people like he killed these girls to make a a version of her even though they were in a coma but still you killed them you you put them you you basically harvested them and t- and and kept going until you found one that worked. So he's a murderer. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, if they let him go, he'd be a threat to everyone. You know, but not only Supergirl and DEO, but like he'd probably you know now that he knows about the Kryptonians and mm-hmm. everything else. I mean, uh, plus there, you know, Kara's kind of still um, sore about the fact that she thinks Hank killed Astra. That's a little much. Though. Yeah, that seemed. I, I didn't understand why she was so angry at him about that. He, you know, he did really. He didn't even do it. First of all, Alex did it, and you know, it, it was a decision you know, that he had to make. You know, he had to do it to to save you know millions or whatever. So, I I don't understand. You know the. You know, I mean, I mean she it, was nice to you. Yeah. But uh, hello. She tried. She killed other people. Like she didn't care about humans. And the guy she was aligned with almost killed Kara with the Black Black Mercy or whatever it was just a few episodes ago. So yes, totally. It was it was only because you know what she said. You know, Kara, you know, an honorable death, blah blah blah, or whatever. Um, That's the only reason she even told Alex about the Black Mercy scene. Exactly, but the whole point is she still is ready to murder people to get it done. Yeah, and I mean they're, and although they haven't talked about what the you know, this uh, what the uh, uh, Kryptonians are going to be doing or whatever, it seems like the whole you know purify Earth so they can move in type of situation, mm-hmm. something like that. And it, is gonna it was good. <laughs> it was weird because at the beginning of it, it seemed like they were going to subjugate the people on Earth so that they could protect them for some big threat that was coming. But now it seems like they changed their minds, and it's just we just take it over. Yeah, I guess now that Non is taken over fully. Um, 
the the reason that uh that he hasn't attacked is because they're doing he, he says that you know it's like two weeks or whatever for Kryptonian yeah. uh, two morning, weeks and then I'll be back and you know and your death will come crush you Jet Jaguar and um, <laughs> also uh, on the uh, the job front uh, Cat Grant hires yet another assistant yeah named Siobhan. And who is uh, this? Well, anyway, uh, I don't want to spoil, but the the uh, the name will be known to comic fans, right? This is She's thing. just mean. Yeah, yeah. Just, just really mean. Yeah, I wanted to mention this was directed by Lexi Alexander. Yeah. Who I mean, she did an episode of Arrow too, but she mm-hmm. also uh, directed the mo- movie Punisher Warzone. Um, and if you ever, it's really funny. There's a, another podcast called "How Did This Get Made?" where they yeah. watch where they watch movies and they talk about them usually with other comedians and they mm-hmm. you know, kind of watch them and then discuss how how they got made because they were so bad. Yeah, um, they did Punisher Warzone and they had Lexi Alexander, the actual woman who directed it. <laughs> she was honest about on, it on the show, and it was very honest about it. Yeah, know? she was honest about it. It's so funny because she comes from a doc uh, from a, a documentary uh, background. Uh, doing that right and art films like you know like she told the whole story about how she did a short uh film that was that won an academy award yeah and because of that short art film or whatever <laughs> she did that won an academy award she ended up getting punisher wars <laughs> which is so weird because yeah on a track <laughs> like she had you she would should be you, the first thing they would have what she should have been on is some good great indie project you right. know with with, or, or uh, in academia, you know, right? Something like that. But to put her on Punisher Wars, it's like yeah. he just wanted her to fail. Exactly. It's uh, like I said, the 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 villain this week was no great shakes. No, he just wants to get the uh, the Kryptonians, and uh, it's it's funny because you know he's all like you, you know, he's just kind of underlining the moral dilemma that Kara has. Um, with Maxwell Lord by saying, you know, take, you know, taking the wand or its own message. Hands. Like he, this was really one of those where he was just put there as a message. Hello, Hello? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Just wear a t-shirt. Right. Message right here, so you could just uh, do the right thing. So at the end of the episode, Kara decides to, to, you know, kind of not be involved with the DEO anymore. Mm-hmm. I think if they go, I think they should go the route though. I do like what. The possibilities of what this could open up is, if there are other, if there are a bunch of of aliens on Earth, just living amongst them, like there's an opportunity to kind of, to to give her a more of a, um, of a of a to add more characters to her, you know, to the show, reoccurring characters, you know, if they do that. Because people that might have information that they would need, instead of always having to run to the same two people, either the DEO or the uh, or running to to James, or they could actually have somebody who is from uh, those other planets. We never gave letter grades to Lucifer either. I just realized. So. Oh, you don't know what the letter grade should be? Yeah. Uh, incomplete because you need to go back and do it better. Okay, I'll just set that in. <laughs> So Daryl gives it an incomplete on yeah. Lucifer, and I guess I give it like a C. It was just very average. It was. I'd give it a C. Okay. 
So uh, Kira decides to, uh, you know, disavow herself with the DEO because yeah. they're doing the Lord. Which is weird because, like, they're kind of keeping the Lord there to protect her, right? Yeah, that's the only reason. I mean, really. Other than the murders. Yeah, I, other than the murders that they can't uh, get justice for because they won't have a trial. Right. And they already, I mean, and the government knows about the DOE or DEO already. I mean, so that's not the biggest secret in the world. Right. So it's not really about that. It's got to be about Kara. I guess so. It just seems like uh, they're really playing up how mad she is about Astrid's death and stuff. It, it's more than it should be. Yeah, it's almost too much. Like, she's like a little kid trying to be mad when she's not really mad. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'm so mad at you, John. <laughs> For killing my evil aunt. It looks it's like just, my mom. It almost feels like she's doing that. Like she's mad at a at her father or something. Like, oh, you. I just won't talk to you for a day. And then to the next episode, she'll be flying right back to the headquarters and working for them anyway. Right. So it's it's yeah, it doesn't come off as genuine. Um, Anger. It just uh, yeah, I don't think this whole Dio thing is going to last long. Either. No, not after they, they put all that money into the sets and everything. Yeah. They don't want to use them. I'm yeah. saying all that bonding that they've been doing and whatnot. What yeah. they, they're not, she's not gonna. She can't stay mad at them. But I do wonder what they're going to end up doing with Lord. I think well, pretty much they left him in. They're going to let him go, and they got the evidence though, right? Wasn't that the threat? Oh yeah. We won't tell on you. You don't tell on us. We have evidence on all the stuff you were doing. I mean, right. we could spill it to the to the media. Even if we can't prove it, it'll still be out there. Right. So you don't do anything. We won't do anything. It's like a they're they're back into a cold war, mm-hmm. pretty much. You know. Right. Until he does something else, and he will. Because what's the point of having him on the show if he's not going to do something? Yeah, I'd be cool. fine if they kind of put him on the back burner for a while, though. I do miss having a, 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 a Professor Hamilton type of character. Yeah, like in the, the like in the cartoon. Yeah, yeah, like, like it, yeah. It could be a woman. It could be a new character. It doesn't have to be you know a comic book character we know, but just somebody that she could. T- that's why I hope that they do something with that whole thing of their other aliens that are not all evil, even though they were arrested. Right. They they're not all killers and stuff. Like they do show that because in the beginning it kind of implied that. It seemed like all of them were kind of, you know, the dangerous criminals. But now we know that that's not necessarily the case. Mm-hmm. Some of them were just, you know, they, they committed crimes. They had to do a certain amount of time. But, uh, you know, it just so happened that they were in prison at the time of, you know, the destruction of the world. Mm-hmm. I think he might come back, maybe. Who? The, uh, the criminal that they let go, the astronomer guy. Yeah. Because he, like, it's perfect, he's a perfect, uh, he's, he's such a, oh, I'm trying to think of the word for it, he's a perfect confidant for for missions, because he, um, his specialty is astronomy and other planets and other worlds, and that's something that she'll need with all these aliens right. coming back and forth, I mean... Especially, I mean, especially if like the Martians make you know mm-hmm. make good or the white Martian makes good on her threat of invasion right. or you know the Kryptonians or anything like that. And add to that, he has he he wants to atone for what he did, right? 
because you know he felt he he actually was like I you know your mother was right to put me in prison for what I did like that's I, you know I could be wrong but I really think that that's a setup to bring him back to help them out maybe next season you know that'd be cool or even like this season finale this year yeah or, or yeah. season finale maybe he knows what that is because somebody gotta know god dang it because if I hear somebody say it one more time. And don't tell me what it is. I'm getting tired of hearing that word. I have no answers. It's like the lotus flower. What? It's like almost like the music starts playing. Dun, dun, dun. Out, of, out of nowhere. Yeah. What? So, well, I give this episode a B. It was above average. Yeah, give it a, give yeah. it a good. B. It was cool. I think the show is kind of hitting its stride. Like the first mm-hmm. few episodes kind of seemed a little. Like, the way Gotham was in the first season, kind of all over the place, right. tone-wise, but I think they kind of have hit their... It's, like, very Flash, kind of... Not as science though. Right. I don't know. It's definitely hitting its own groove. It's my like, B-minus... My minus would be... I'm. T- they have the worst compute. Why did they even... Why would him, her mother even give her that computer if she can't be helpful at all? That thing is not at the least bit helpful to, to the show. Right, because it never wants to tell her anything. It ne- it can't yeah, show emotion. And it's always some clip that just plays over and over. I do not have that information. Right, do and not- all that's left is every I'm, like it's too many episodes of them like pouring out their heart. Like I don't want to lose my sister, or you know, like my you know I love my mother, and and it just has to sit there. Like she has to just sit there with a blank look on her face. Right, like I don't know why they did did set it up that it did have the emotions of her mother. Yeah, if it was a little more, I mean, I don't know. It seemed like the even seemed like the Marlon Brando thing that's based on from the movie. Yeah, it was a little more advanced and interactive. Yeah, it it did. He he cared like when he talked about his son, my my son. Like when he said it. Yeah, yeah exactly. it, it had more emotion, but this thing, the, the way they set up this computer, this AI, exactly. Like, what what is the what is the point in making it look like her mother if you're gonna make it so cold and distant? Like, it's Siri is more uh, emotional than right than that damn thing. So, no doubt. Yeah. Okay, so that was Supergirl, mm-hmm. and our next show would be The Flash. Ah, now at the end of this episode, at the end of our discussion, we have a, a nice long, uh, spoilery thread on the uh, DCTV podcast uh, Facebook group, all about the reveal at the end of this episode. Yes. So after we get through the meat of the episode, we will get to that. And wait, 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 wait! Somebody's messing with my totem. I'll be right back. Your totem? Yes. Someone touched my totem. That's arrow. Oh, my bad. Arrow's all the totems this week, buddy. Oh, okay. Somebody bashing your totem on a, on a big log out in your backyard. Don't touch my <laughs> totem. That's Arrow. No, we're talking about the Flash and King Shark. Oh, okay. Let me... Let and me... Here's, here's, here's one thing about this episode, okay? First <laughs> of all, in the first five minutes, Harrison Wells is like, don't talk about Earth 2. Don't tell anybody what happened to you at Earth 2. Especially don't tell... And as soon as he listed Cisco. Joe and Iris, or, right. or uh, you know, um, uh, Caitlin, Joe, I'm like, by the end of this episode, they're going to totally tell them everything. That I knew he was. I, I knew like, Cisco was. I knew he would. I knew he totally would. And the way Cisco did it with Caitlin was kind of, 
kind of weak. Yeah, it was like yeah. she's, she's so acting cold. cold. I'm like, come on, man. Let's go. Stop on. it. You know what I would have done if I was Cisco? I'd be like, you know, that guy really had a lot of my powers going on. Maybe I could do a lot more. Man, I'd be training. I'd be, I'd be, I'd be, yeah, I'd be figure, trying to figure out how he made all that you know, wacky stuff going around. I want to do the cool stuff, man. I'd be yeah. like, why would you not train? Like, they just totally... You found out that you could do cra- you could do a whole bunch of crazy stuff. Yep. You found out he had all this potential he didn't even know he had. Yeah, and you, and you just... He didn't even touch it. Uh, didn't even think about it. All he did was worry about Caitlyn and try to track King Shrug. She's so cold. She's really acting icy to me, you know. I'm like, oh. come on, man. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, the stuff with Joe and Iris made more sense to me. Like, oh, yeah. when Joe, when Barry just kind of breaks it down for him, it's like, look, you know, I watched Joe die. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know it wasn't my Joe, but it was still I'm watching my father die. You know. Yeah, it was an emotional. It movie. was an emotional thing, and yeah, you know, earn that, and on all this other stuff, and like I'm totally understanding why he's telling them. You know. Mm-hmm. But um, the <laughs> the bit where King Shark ripped off their roof. <laughs> well, even before that, they Argus has to have the worst. They yeah, yeah. must be trained by the same people that train the yeah. police. And and he literally got out of there by playing possum. That's what he the did. Bottom of the pool, he like acted like he was sleeping. Because you then know what? Turn everything off and like jump in there or whatever. It's this like, would be yeah. the scene if we were the the security for that. Oh, come on up, get your stuff. Oh, he ain't coming. Oh well. Break time for me, pal. Break time. We turn back around and go on back to where everything back on. He just don't eat. (laughs) I don't care. I listen. I don't care enough to get my head snapped off by a ten foot tall man shark. Hell no. (laughs) Or I don't know. Maybe you turn it off for two seconds and throw the meat in the water and turn it right back on. Exactly. And then your your job is done. You can go back to poker. And you live to go home. Right. Right. As opposed to, hey, I'm going to stick my head in this hole. You know, there's there's a big old sharky thing that eats everything. But <laughs> don't worry about it. Just, stick my head right in the that hole. In the, I thought that was the employee pool. Yeah. I thought it had those disco lights to make it look cool. It wasn't, you know, lasers or nothing. Yeah, that was just too... That was... Yeah, it, it did make sense that Argus would probably try to hold on to King Shark to see if they could use him somehow. That makes total sense. But the, part, but the part we're talking about did not make sense at all. No. no not... he, he literally escapes by acting like he's asleep. And they turn off the... And they turn off everything to check him out to make sure he's okay. Right. And no one thought to get... What weapon? No one thought to get the weapon that Wells used to shoot him the first time? Or at least electrify the pool or anything. Something. Nothing. You know, oh, here, let's use the bullets that bounce off of him. Yeah, exactly. That we know bounce off of him because we know all about him. Oh, my goodness. Oh, man. I know. That part really bothered me. It, it was cool to see Diggle on the flash, though. Oh, yeah. Here, here's Diggle dispensing wisdom to Barry. Totally. Look, man, that guilt, you got to let it go. It's going <laughs> to just eat you up inside. And you'll never, you'll have to carry the weight of the world on the show. Yeah. All this it, other stuff. It'll weigh like, you down. Yeah. At least we know that helmet's getting fixed. Yeah, yeah, because Cisco is like, how's that helmet treat you? Yeah, it needs work. <laughs> no crap, Diggle. We've been telling you that for weeks. My scene would have been, I get, I'm get, i getting tired of being called Magnegro. You need to do it. <laughs> That's what I would have said, but, you know. Yeah, it would be nice to be able to see <laughs> peripheral vision. It'd be nice, because I got beat up with a sledgehammer last episode, and I can't, uh, can't have that. 
You know, the first time Barry encounters King Shark, he gets his butt kicked. Barry, for Barry, it's, it's about closure. Because, uh, you know, King Shark is the last of the Earth 2 villains that got sent through. And he wants to close the book on all this stuff. And then he, uh, after he's... The way, I thought the way he took him out was cool. Like, he let him out to open ocean and then electrified the water all around him. Oh, that was amazing. And you, then, you like, look slung, at... Yeah, and slung lightning bolts at him. That was, that was great. That They're was getting great. better, I think. You look at the first season when they would have him fight some metahuman that's kind of like that. Yeah. To this thing, when he, when he ran on water... And then did that spin and throw lightning thing. That was that was uh, cool. I think and, it was pretty cool. And it's really funny because then Arrow had like one of the worst CGI moments I've seen in a long oh time. Oh my god! Arrow and and Legends had the worst uh, makeup jobs. I've ever oh seen. yeah, right. Well, we'll get to that too. But anyway, yeah. um, so Barry's able to take our King Shark. So that's the main the main you know thrust of the episode. Right. There's also a subplot with Wally and Barry trying to get along, but not really getting along. Right. Uh, because, you know, Wally thinks everybody thinks Barry's perfect. So that was kind of CW laying things down. It was, but I, the one thing I, like, I've heard people complain about why is Wally acting the way he is. I can kind of understand him resenting Barry, because if you think about it, I didn't have a father all this time. And to see Barry, you know, like, he's been to his graduations, he's been, you know, like, he's He's been there for all these moments in their lives, and they've brought up all these things that have happened. I kind of would feel a little irritated. Yeah. You know, even though I know you didn't know, you know, like it, it, Joe didn't know about me, but still, there would still be a part. Even if I was in, you know, like they say, because he's young, he's acting. No, I think even if he was older, you'd still kind of feel a certain kind of way. Well, the part that I really connect to do with him with. It's like when he's like, so a giant shark man rips off the roof of your house. Yes. And, you know, what's to eat you guys alive? And you're all just like, eh. eh never mind. No big deal. But the point, the part where he called Barry a coward for, like, running away or whatever during the thing. Yeah. That was such, was that, like, a, such a Spider-Man moment or what? It totally was a Spider-Man moment. It was all, I was like, Peter Parker, no. <laughs> it totally was. It, was. it was totally that. You're just a, you know, like, you're you're just a coward. Yeah, because you ran away from the danger. <laughs> because eventually when he sees Barry use his power, because he's going to find out he's the Flash. Yeah, eventually. That's when he'll go, wow. You know, I misjudged you, kind of thing. I know, but it just reminded me very much of a, of a classic, like Spider-Man moment. It was totally a Spider-Man moment. Where he gets like, uh, you know, called out for being a coward because he wasn't around because Spider-Man had to save the day. Yeah, and the hero can't uh, tell. I can't tell my secret, so I will have to bear the burden of being thought of as a coward. Right. That was such a hero, <laughs> old hero moment. But, uh, okay, let's talk about the end of the episode, which is, like, what everybody has been talking about. Man, listen. So, look, let me, I'll break it down for the listeners, just in case. Um, <laughs> they, you know, they, we get a great speech from Barry about how Jay's memory will not be forgotten. Mm-hmm. They will eventually go kick Zoom's butt. They even make a little, like, stand or whatever for Jay's helmet and, like, a little memorial for him to remind them. Right. To get back to Earth 2. Uh-huh. So right after this inspirational speech, we cut to Earth 2, Zoom's lair. Uh-huh. Zoom coming home. 
He drops Jay's lifeless body to the ground. <laughs> takes out oh, the the man. The, by the, and I noticed from watching this a couple times now, the man in the iron mask seems very afraid of Zoom. Yes, like he's kind of you know cringing in fear, kind of kind of moving away from Zoom as Zoom is doing this. Mm-hmm. Zoom takes off his mask to reveal underneath that he looks just like Jay Garrick. Right. And says something like, well, that'll be a complication. Yeah. And thus ends the episode of The Flash. Now then, your theory, sir. Uh, I, the only thing is, I don't know how he could be... I think he probably is him, but I don't know how um, how he is Zoom and that guy at the same time. I don't know who that other guy is. I've been thinking a lot about this, probably more than I should have lately. Uh-huh. Now, you remember when Jay was talking to Caitlin about how when he was experimenting with, with Velocity 6 or whatever, mm-hmm. that it made him do terrible things? Yes. What if that split the actual Jay Garrick into two halves? Like the good and altruistic half, but with no uh, backbone. Right, right. And then the other half with the backbone, but the evil and 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 you know, and, you and know the junky version of Jay. So you mean Superman three? Right, or Superman Red and Superman Blue? Yeah, yeah. And that the guy in the Iron Mask is Hunter Zolom. Now that's one theory. That's one. Another theory, theory is when Caitlin or when he showed Caitlin. Um, the Earth 2 doppelganger of Zoom, uh-huh. and his name was Hunter Solomon. He looked exactly like Jake Garrick. He did. So it could be that he's just Hunter Solomon. Zoom. Right. And that Jake Garrick, what if Jake Garrick is a clone that he made to feed off the speed? And that's why Jake Garrick was so hot for her, for Caitlin to make Velocity 9. And his body was breaking down. And his body was breaking And why his body, cellular matrix was breaking down so quickly. I think the clone one sounds a little bit more... Right, and then if... Those. Well, if if Jay, if that Jake Garrick is a clone, then the guy in the Iron Mask is the, the OG Jake Garrick. Right. Like the Jake Garrick we wanted to see from the beginning, the, old, the older... Because I think he'll have gray hair. I think when they pull that thing off, it'll be Jake Garrick, but it'll have gray hair a little bit. So maybe Zoom is Hunter Zolomon and made a clone of Jay Garrick so he'd have mm-hmm. a, a sort of steady source of speed to feed off of. That's another possibility. That's another possibility. Uh, we had a lot of people throw out some theories on the DCTV Podcast Facebook group. We're almost up to 200 members, which is awesome. So please yeah. join, join the Facebook group. We really appreciate that. I know there are more people listening to this than 200. I just... Went over all all, our, uh, all of the logistics recently, so I know there are more people, more than 200 people listening right now. Well, you would think. Uh, I put out the call on the DC TV podcast Facebook group, uh, and I put out my theory, or one of my theories, I guess, because I, I guess I have several now. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Dead Jay is a clone that Zoom created to give him a steady service of speed. That would explain the cellular degeneration he was going through. It also explains the push for Caitlin to perfect Velocity 9. And my suspicions that Jay, in quotes, was in cahoots with Zoom. Zoom could be Hunter Zolomon, who we saw was a twin of Jay on Earth 1, of Earth 2, more a speed vampire than a speedster himself. Uh, Thomas Everett put up, why couldn't Zoom be Earth 3 Jay or pick an Earth? I mean, you totally could. 
I mean, if one speedster could find his way through, you know, between the worlds. The... Well, they just opened up the whole thing of there are multiple worlds. So, yeah. Right. I mean, could, there's no reason. Could easily be. Uh, Robert Cooper chimed in. I think the guy in the mask is a classic heroic Jay Garrick. The Jay that has been Earth-1 is either Johnny Quick from Earth-3. Didn't he use Velocity 9 in one incarnation? I don't know. I, I remember him having to, like, recite a Yeah, he had formula. an equation. Right, he equation he had to cite or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, or the rival, Jay's version of a reverse flash from way back in the 40s in John's Jay. Well, remember, didn't they say he killed multiple speedsters? Mm-hmm. Wasn't that, and when we first, when they talked about Zoom, when they first talked about all that, didn't they say that? Like, he mm-hmm. killed, and I, when he said that, the first thing I thought was that Zoom, like Barry, could because his speed was so, he, he can go so fast, that he could go to multiple worlds. And he just goes from world to world and kills speedsters. Mm-hmm. It could be. That's what I assumed. And and I was surprised that they didn't go on that anymore. Like, they kind of didn't talk about, you know, that. Because if he's getting addicted, there can't be the first Flash he's, you know, he's done this to. Right. If he's, especially if it was like that speed junkie, speed vampire type thing we've been talking about. And where the hell does he go when he's not, you know, terrorizing people? He seems to go somewhere for a while. If he looks just like Jake Eric, it would be easy enough to hide in plain sight. Yeah, that's true. At least until, you know, Jake Eric was out of his being gone or whatever. Right. Uh, I guess Zoom is uh, the Zolomon of Earth 2. It wouldn't make sense for the Zolomon from Earth 1 being a villain in Earth 2 before the breaches started occurring. It's mm-hmm. a great mystery. I thought for sure Zoom was Barry's dad, Earth 2 doppelganger. Could still be, you know. Yeah, we don't know. You don't know. We There's been quite a... I, I mentioned in the, in the uh, later in the thread, there's been quite a history of speedsters posing as one person and then being another. I mean, we mm-hmm. have... You know, we originally thought Harrison Wells was the reverse Flash. If you remember. We did. Yes, we did. Uh, Jason Foss chimed in. My real question is, who is the other guy in the mask that Zoom is holding? I was originally thinking it was Jay. I'm still thinking it, especially after reading Jim's theory about clone Jays. Maybe that's the original Jay behind the mask, and Zoom is a clone that had bigger aspirations and needs to steal Speed Force to survive the cellular degradation, like Jim said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sean Daniels, I'm kind of bummed the way it turned out. It seems like season one reverse flash all over again. I was hoping it was Barry's dad. Well, Sean, it still could be, dude. Yeah, we don't know. Uh, Carlos Fuentes says, I was right about Zoom. I remember what Wells said. Time displacement Zoom is the master of time. Hmm, interesting. Uh, Thomas Everett, another thought in one of the stories in the comics, is it revealed that the Thawne family split off from the Allen family due to a previously unknown twin of Barry Allen. So I'm adding twins to the mix, plus multiple Earths to explain the extra Js. In reality, the Zolomon and Garrick lines are split from a twin, plus extra Earths, one of which goes evil. Mm-hmm. Uh, what if Zoom is the Eobard Thawne of Earth 2, posing as Hunter Zolomon, trying to collect enough spe- uh, speed to break the time barrier and go home? That could be too. Um, it is fun to come up with all these theories, though, for sure. I mean, I know try to fit because it could be so many different things. Yeah, yeah. Um, Richard Sheldon uh, posted in the same thread. Uh, thing on comic book resources, kind of blowing out like eight or nine of the most major likely theories. So check that out as well. 
But uh, Flash this week, I, I give it a B plus, and I give it a plus for the stinger at the end. Because I thought it was kind of an above-average episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, not, I, I liked the CGI on King Shark. I thought it was good. Uh, it was. I think it was, it was very... I mean, for a TV show, I thought it was really good. And, I mean, where it could have just looked silly. It looked really menacing and scary. Um, I thought it was, you know, dead-on perfect for that. I love the part where Flash is like, Hey, Zoom left you have to dry, buddy. You know, you're not going back to Earth, too. Nope. So what are you going to... Zoom isn't coming here, so what are you going to do? I almost thought that this was going to be the King Shark from this world. You know, yeah. from their world. Right. Well, I, think, I, I think yeah. at that point, I almost expected the guy to kind of throw in with the Argus. You know what I mean? Because he mm-hmm. had no other choice. But but it wasn't to be. No. Um, but I thought, that, I thought the whole King Shark thing looked great. I, uh, I want to see them do more with Jesse. Jesse Wells, I like that actress. Yeah, and the and scenes that she had with yeah, smart like right. that. The scenes that she had with Wells were mm-hmm. good, but this, I don't think they used her very much. No, I would love for her to be with uh, to hang out with Caitlin and uh, and and um, Cisco because she's smart and she's funny, right? You know, she she's the gen- she's the genius, but not the not the dick like her father. <laughs> he could be. Quite an idiot jerk sometimes, right? But uh, I would love, to, I would kind of like to see her, you know, be part of the team, have another woman be on the show, you know, to be someone who's not had that does not have to go through a, you know, a whole thing of not knowing Barry's identity and all that nonsense. Like I don't, right? It'd be good for Caitlyn to have a female friend on the show, other than yeah, it, I think it would. I think it'd be kind of cool to have a, you know. And here's the thing, the only thing that kind of bothered me just a little bit, here's, all right, Caitlin, right? First husband dies yes. horribly because yeah. of this, uh, Star Labs or whatever. Right. She she meets a new guy, she kind of falls forward, kind of starting to get to something together with. He dies horribly, like right in front of her eyes. Yes. Okay? Instead of Cisco trying to be sympathetic and giving her some room to grieve and get over that and work through that process, stick. he's like... You seem so icy and cold. And like all he cares about is is how he's reacting to having seen her Earth Two version. Yeah, it's like what? Like, Just go calm dude, it down. I need you. I need let you to her, let her friend. grieve, man. Give her some room. I mean, yeah, that's, that's yeah. kind of what she tells him too. I'm just yeah. like, man, you know. Who cares what you saw over on Earth 2? You tell her about that later. You know? He started out good, but then they tried, then they made him kind of dumb. Like, he started out good when he took her, and he was like, I stayed with her all night and make sure she was okay, and she got some rest. And But when he he turned, like, he turned into a little schoolboy for a minute. The only, the only part that was even cool about it was when Caitlin came back and started messing with him. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah, that's fine. Killer Frost, and like, they were really kind of scaring him and mm-hmm. stuff. That part was cool. So, yeah, I give it a B plus. Like I said, I give it a plus for the stinger, just because it was, it was an interesting twist to this whole mystery that we have yet to work out. Right. Okay, halfway through. I, Zombie. Uh, this is an interesting episode for sure. Yeah. Uh, Eternal Sunshine of the Caffeinated Mind. Oh, that coffee yeah, did. Let me caffeinate good. myself. Hold on. Oh, that coffee did look good. Our brain of the week is owned by a woman who uh, has a coffee shop called Positivity. Mm-hmm. And everybody there is happy and wonderful, and everybody's very positive. And while she goes out to admire a piece of sidewalk chalk art, 
an air conditioner falls on her head and kills her. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Libby eats the brain and is eternally perky and optimistic through the whole episode. Oh, disgusting. It was a little hard to take in places, for yes. sure. Uh, the procedural continues. It turns out there's a, you know an ex-husband who has a coffee shop of his own. This like the depressed version of positivity, but like, um, you know, she stopped him from franchising or whatever. And it turns out to be is the spoiled entitled daughter. Yeah, she's evil. Yeah, you kind of uh, almost look like Buffy's little sister. Yeah, she did. She did. A little um, bit. I, I I thought the same thing about the the uh, um, Oliver's baby mama from Arrow too. Well, they do cast the same people. I mean, from the same yeah. Uh, People, I thought she kind of looked like she kind of looked like uh, uh, Buffy's little sister. She totally too. looked, yeah, she totally looked like. I thought it was that actress until I looked it up. Uh, anywho, the, the procedural goes to pace, and uh, it turns out that you know she killed her so she could get a big check and go to Paris and become you know live the life of being an artist right. and stuff. We have a random encounter with Pam, the 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 woman whose brains live almost eight in prison, uh, who's like smoking up in the abandoned, abandoned apartment and worked at the coffee shop and was accused of stealing from the till. And in the, uh, the, the major plot going on, um, Ravi gets some of that tainted utopium and is able to make a new batch of cure. Unfortunately, um, it doesn't seem like the cure is working out very well because New Hope's clones are still zombified. It got worse, actually. Yeah, it, got, it even got worse. So... Uh, Major, it's only a matter of time before Major and Blaine become zombies. And mm -hmm. look, lo and behold, we found out Major or uh, Blaine did become a zombie again because he gets found out by Mister Boss. Right. Uh, one guy says one thing too much. Mister um, Boss remembers Blaine and realizes who he is. Oops. Uh, gives him a cool analogy in Dungeons and Dragons uh, in Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> of the God Roll. Um, that was a cool uh, little bit when they take him out to kill him. And uh, they slit his throat and put him in a grave. And he dies. Uh, only to wake up the next morning as a zombie uh, while there are a bunch of Girl Scouts doing bird watching <laughs> in, in the local forest. And he grabs one of their blankets and runs off. That was the... funny how mean he was. He was like, ah! Uh, he was mad. Yeah. Like, ah, <laughs> It was can't. funny. We also find out that Drake... Uh, not the singer Drake, but <laughs> the guy so Drake, the, the hunk of beef Drake, yeah. uh, that Liv is dating, who is also who is a hitman for Mr. Boss, is also dun 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 undercover for the FBI, trying to infiltrate Mr. Boss from the inside. And you know what I, what that means is that he'll probably die tragically before Liv knows that he's the cop, because she right now she thinks he's a bad guy. Right, because Liv is starting to piece things together uh -huh. uh, about Drake and he's getting suspicious about what he's actually doing uh, for a J-O-B. Uh, there's a really cool scene where Liv is talking to Major and Rita comes home. Rita and Major play it off like they don't know each other. And uh, as Major leaves, he says, all right, uh, see you later, Rita. I mean, or I'm sorry, Liv introduces Oops. her as Gilda. Gilda uh -huh. and he calls her Rita. And then... Liv kind of freaks out while uh, Rita's in the shower, looks and finds the exact nightie that she was wearing on that one uh, selfie she took for Major. And then as soon as she comes out of the shower, punches her right in the face. Oh, that was funny. Yeah. Says, Gilda or Rita, I don't know what your name is. You know. Yeah, they you had that. I'm going to get everything out of your house or I'm going to start burning things. She was 
pissed. Well, mm. she had that cover. That hit she had coming for yeah, totally. a long time. That's why it was so cool to see. So I'm very glad that she popped her one. Oh, right. Donnie comes back uh, after Blaine has disappeared and you know, asks Candy if uh, you know she knows where he's been. And she finds that uh, Candy's munching on brains again. So she was, uh, her humanity has kind of gone as well. Um, or Blaine has zombified her. Right. Unknowingly. Uh, so now she's part of the zombie fan as well. Robbie tries to hit on a barista by using Star Wars reference, and she says she's never seen it. Thus shooting him down. Uh, I think that's all the major beats, though. Yeah, I think that, that was... I think that about covers it. Um, good episode. I enjoyed it. I, uh, I like the things keep happening you know what i mean mm-hmm. there's no uh i mean the you know the whole the reveal with uh, uh drake this episode was cool i figured there was something else going on with him but i didn't realize he was undercover i didn't either until that ep- until that scene that first scene when he punched the guy it was like there was no reason to punch that guy unless you're an undercover cop and you wanted to get away right and they mentioned that in this episode that he, uh, you know, the guy went into witness, witness protection. Mm-hmm. The guy he was supposed to kill, so. Yeah, I figured that would be the, uh, I figured as soon as she did it, I was like, ah. I mean, as soon as he did it, I was like, oh, oh, okay. And by the way, Enrico Colatoni, who is the cop that uh, Drake re- reports to. Veronica Mars. Dude has been in everything, okay? He was in Just Shoot Me. Mm-hmm. He was in Flashpoint. He's been in Law and Order. He's, I mean, so many shows. Look at his IMDb. The man is insane. It's like uh, uh, Giancarlo Esposito or something. The man has been in so many things. So I saw him. I was like, whoa. <laughs> it's like character actor royalty up in here. Veronica <laughs> Mars. As I saw him. Yeah, he was like, also on Veronica Mars. Uh, but, I mean, uh, same producer as this show. That's so. right. So as I saw him, I said, oh, yeah. That dude. So worked pretty good. I think it worked out pretty well. It just went so it's so much habit. It looked like it felt like it ended abruptly. Yeah, uh, it's not coming back till March twenty second, so we won't get another I Zombie for a few weeks. Yeah, they're just taking breaks. So huh? Slash and I, I Zombie both on break. Yeah. Sheesh. Bummer. That's okay. There's so much other TV for me to catch up on. Well, Gotham <laughs> starts right. Gotham starting at the I think it's next week. Yeah, I think so. And Preacher, I think, starts the second week in March. Mm-hmm. I want to say third week in March. I'm not, I'm not good at pulling these things off the top of my head. Okay, next Arrow. Oh, man. Baby Daddy Blues. That's what this should have been called. Actually, the episode's called Taken. Um, we start off with Felicity trying to walk. She can't walk. No. It's one of those, like... Um, Touching moments, you know, where she's trying and failing to walk, but you know, still, you know, the the chip, the chip in her in her back is supposed to help her out. It turns out, uh, Mr. Triffick's husband is a physical therapist, mm-hmm. so he is helping her with the recovery. Oliver gets a call from Dark, and Dark says, "Hi, look, your son's hanging out at my house. How you doing? What a way to tell him, right? Right." You're either going to, uh, you know, concede and and drop out of the mayoral race on Friday by 6 o'clock, or, you know, your son, your choice, you know. Oliver's mad. Felicity is mad. (laughs) Because it seems like, it seems like, 
she didn't know, but like Merlin knew, Thea figured it out, you know, like everybody knew but Felicity. And uh, Oliver brings Samantha into the Arrow Cave, tells her she's he's the Green Arrow, and then uh, they realize that you know they they don't want to go up against uh, Dark's magic again without having a magic character of their own on their side. And uh, they say, "What about Constantine?" And Arrow's like, "He's in hell." Literally, like well, literally, he's literally in hell, <laughs> right? Like, Which is funny because he's kind of in development hell right now. Yeah, you know what I mean? Exactly. It was a nice, nice uh, uh, aside to that. So instead, he decides to go to Detroit to uh, meet Vixen, Mari, uh, aka Vixen, who uh, has the totem that allows her to have the power of whatever animal she wishes. And I call dibs. Can't call dibs on her. I called. She is. Oh my god, she's very beautiful. Yes, yeah, great. Lady. Wow, stunning, stunning young lady. And they need a woman, a good woman and on this show. And she's good too. I mean, she's a decent actress. Mm-hmm. She she was credible with the action stuff, and I liked the effect of her um, uh, power. You know, the way they had like the little ghost thing. It was almost like the way they did it in the cartoon. Yeah, and that's so, not like, expensive like, either. No, that's no, it's like a ghost, a ghost image of of the animal. Mm-hmm. So you get the idea. Okay, she's as strong as a gorilla here, you know, or she's you know as fast as a cheetah, you know. Here, I, I thought that was cool. Um, so they they talk about dark. They explain you know what's going on. They decide to they track dark using her amulet uh, to a location, or, or they track William. I'm sorry by using the flash yeah, action figure. She can smell him. She can smell him. They track William to one of Dark's uh, places. Yeah, but don't tell they Barry have... I did that. Right. Um, they fight. but And this is where we get that scene we were talking about before, where she's like, hey, I'm just a single mother in Detroit. Or, you know, or, or what was it? An assistant DA in Detroit trying to live with my foster father. No, she's you know? like, like, I'm a fashion designer. Uh, yes. Sorry, fashion designer. Single woman in Detroit who was adopted mm-hmm. by a foster father or something. Right and I'm like, Wow, thanks, thanks, Captain Backstory. <laughs> it was like, what? It's like, yeah, I have to throw my backstory in here. And uh, they're like, where did you meet her? And Oliver says, we, we had an, an quite an animated adventure together, uh, of course. Yeah. Referring to the fact that there was a Vixen cartoon on CW uh, in which the Arrow appeared. So, Anywho, they take on uh, Dark, and Dark is one step ahead of him and has William moved, but uh, decides to fight Barry and Mar- Mari, or not Barry, I'm sorry, decides to fight Oliver and Mari together by himself. And kind of, and it holds his own, you know, but event, but uh, throws Oliver out of a window from the, uh, the, the height, uh, from the skyscraper that they're in. Uh, Mari catches him and throws him back into the room. By then, Dark is able to make his escape. You know, the one thing that's kind of dumb about Arrow with this is that, um, from this fight, he can only he can't concentrate on more than two people at a time, barely two. Right. So I don't know why they never thought to just keep, you know, hitting them from all sides. Well, it, it later, like him or Oliver and Laurel and Thea are attacking him, he's able to cho- force choke all three at once. Which is weird right? because he couldn't do that when the two of them were beating on him. 
But he was able to do it over a TV last episode to some guy halfway around yeah. the world. Yeah, so it's his powers kind of... Dude in Spain, he's like... Oh, yeah. So his powers seem to fluctuate. A bit. It's kind of like the skill set thing we were talking about last week. Yes. You know, his power set seems to fluctuate a little bit. Here he's having trouble holding his own against uh, Marion Oliver. You know, last week he's choking a guy halfway around the world. Yeah. So anyway... And he knows some, Kung Fu. And he knows Kung Fu. <laughs> um, we have some CW moments here. We have one with Felicity and Samantha, where Samantha's like, I made him choose. You know, I told him that, you know, he said there was someone special named Felicity he wanted to tell about it, or his son, but I made him choose and blah, blah, blah. Trying to smooth things over a little bit with Felicity, but Felicity didn't have it. No. Felicity, uh, after this is all over, since down with Oliver, gives him back his engagement ring and steps up out of her wheelchair to walk out of his mm. life. She does a dance first, a dance routine, and then she... Right. It kind of looks like the Scarecrow and the Wizard of Oz was yeah. clicking his heels. And then just walked out. And then soft shoes out the door. <laughs> now, mind you, in the beginning of this, that same day, she couldn't, she couldn't even get up. Right. They opened the show with her trying to walk uh, with the physical therapist in rails and not able to walk. And here she's just able to walk right out. Not even take the wheelchair with her in case she gets tired or something. Right, she just you gets know, up just and just walks Gets out. up and walks out on him. Uh, anywho, they do. They come back and they do a little bit of research. Um, Lance remembers seeing uh, a totem of some kind at, uh, at Dark's place. He draws it out for Mari and they're able to figure out what kind of totem it is. And if they're able to steal it and destroy it, they'll be able to break Dark's magic. Yes. So there's this out outpost compound, like out in the woods or whatever. They go out there, kick a bunch of of hive hive butt. That was pretty cool. That was it was a cool assault. Speedy, dark... uh, when Speedy did that, uh, the uh, I don't even know what to call it. Like she was behind, she was um, behind Laurel on the motorcycle, um, and she just she couldn't get a clear shot, so she just went. And bent over and just shot him from, and just yeah. shot him really quick and and was on her way. Like she's getting better and better. Um, she, I'd find Thea's like um, stunt work and weapon work yeah. more believe more believable than Laurel's. Usually. The blend of yeah, the 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 line between whoever her stunt person is is it looks just like her. Like it, mm. it, it's to the point where you you know there's always that difference. Where between you could tell when the when the stunt person is there and when it's right. the actor, and her stunt person must look so much like her because even when she's doing major action scenes and you know that can't be her. There's no way they would right. let her do that. No, no, not with that kind of martial arts acting. No, it's got to be somebody else. And it still looks like it's her. Yeah, it does. So it's, it's she's really good. Yeah, I, I love it. I will say this episode of Arrow had good action sequences. It totally did. Totally yeah. did. Um, when they get to Dark's place, Mari comes in, steals the idol, and splits. I love how that, that she did that. Goes out to the woods with Diggle to cover her mm-hmm. and starts bashing it into the giant a giant log. Yeah, <laughs> Try to break it. Yeah, gorillas. With gorilla mad. strength, yeah. Uh, meanwhile... Uh, Dark is force choking Thea, Laurel, and Oliver all yeah. at once at his front door. And William comes out to see it all and asks Dark to please stop. 
And Dark kind of laughs at him and is like, oh, that'd be, that's really cute, kid, you know, whatever. And just as this is going on, Mari finally gets enough gorilla strength together to smash Dark's idol. Dark has no more hold over Oliver, Thea, and Laurel. Thea and Laurel get William out of there, and Oliver starts to fight Dark himself. He gets in some good hits on Dark. She, she, he sure Finally, is. after all this time. Well, he don't know Kung Fu no more because the totem is broken. Right, and he doesn't have the force choke. Right, right. Stop the arrows or whatever. Because I was tired of him getting beat up by this dude every episode. Me too. It was cool to see Oliver get a little payback, at least. Yeah. Um. Anyway, he, he whips out some whip-ass on Dark, knocks him to the ground, and just then the cops are coming. Uh, Oliver has, like, a moment where he's kind of staring at William, and William is staring at him. And then he splits. <laughs> Leaving Dark in his own driveway. Right. Uh, like knocked out or whatever. Uh, we get cut back to William with his mom, and he, you know, now he doesn't want a flash action figure. Now he wants a Green Arrow action figure. Damn right he does. So it's all it's all been worth it. Um, Thea has a couple of scenes with Merlin. It turns out Merlin was the one who actually kidnapped William. Duh. And Thea Thea loses her damn mind on Merlin. Merlin's like, I did everything. I turned you into a warrior. Blah blah blah. All this other crap. Well, that was done. Like as soon as they, as soon as they reveal William when he says that, the first thing Oliver should have thought was it had to be Malcolm. Because the damn day that he told you he found out about Malcolm. I mean, he found out about William. I mean, that's just too much of a coincidence that all of a sudden Dark finds out not that long after that. And you and he vowed revenge on you in a monologue. Like that should have been the first thing he thought. All through the episode, uh, he's been getting a lot of advice too from Diggle and from Marie. It's like you know, maybe you should you know give him a childhood. Diggle says you know to keep your family close, right. keep him safe, and that's how that's how you do it. And Marie is like, well, maybe you should keep your distance, let him have a childhood without the Green Arrow constantly putting him in danger. You know, by being being your son. Um. Turns out Oliver takes the second path, mm-hmm. and he records like a little video doc to give to his son right. when he's 18 or whatever to explain it all to him. And that's when Felicity walks in and gives him his uh, her I, I, you know, goodbye speech. Um, Literally almost the same speech she gave in the other timeline in the yeah. beginning. Pretty much. Barry told you, so, dumbass. She, he said, "You just tell Felicity. What, if you're gonna, you know, stay in this relationship, tell Felicity. Tell her. Yeah, tell her. Well, no. And then on the opposite side, Thea told him not to tell her. Yeah, but, who that, but yeah, but how many? Relationships yeah, but Thea, Thea, you know what I mean? Yeah, she's probably high when she said that. I liked the the one line that Dale had. He's like, crazy world we live in, huh? Metahumans, magic." Oliver Queen is the father. Yeah, Diggle just—it was like a double dose of Diggle between this and Flash this week, so I was totally cool with that. Well, a triple dose actually, if you count Legends. John oh Diggle, yeah, that's John true. Diggle Jr. That, mm, wait till we get to that. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's go ahead and throw a grade on Arrow <laughs> into that because I I have some bones to pick there. Uh, I would have to give it for Vixen. I want to give it a B. Yeah. Just for Vixen alone. Yeah, she was great. She was awesome. The action scenes of her in it were great. Um, in terms of the storyline, there were there were some holes in them plots there. 
And yeah, definitely. And there was a, a definite CW-ness. Oh, yes. That pervaded the proceedings. Yes, <laughs> it did. Don't tell her, tell her, don't tell her, tell her, don't tell her, tell her, tell her, don't. Look, keep William close. No, don't. keep him far away from you. Don't involve him in your life. No, no. No, if you want to keep him safe, I know, you know, I see my child every day. I know where she is at night. I know where she is right now. <laughs> right. It's like, come on. So I'm like, oh, man. So, uh, I guess I go with a B, too. Vixen was awesome. I'm giving it a B just for Vixen. I could I could care less about the whole William thing, because I knew they were going to get him back, obviously. Yeah, we knew that was coming. But, like... They're not killing a kid. And, like, newsflash, Merlin's a dick. Yes, we know. <laughs> Nothing else we don't know about, you know, yes, we know Merlin's a dick. Thank you. So, but it was cool. Again, it was cool to see Oliver get some mix in on Dark finally after all this time. Yeah, man. It took too long to, I I got tired of him getting beat up, choked, beat up, choked. Yep. And, uh, yeah, it was cool to mix it up and let him, you know, or have him, you know, get some blows in this time. And now you have a whole new status quo with a dark who's going to be super pissed. Yup. And, uh, and no Felicity on his side. So that's going to be interesting. See yeah, until they her. kill her mother. I still think it's her mother to die. I, yeah, I keep thinking that's most likely. Like either him or, uh, or Detective Lance. She's or, too angry both. for it to be Detective Lance. It, it could be both. If it, if it just it can't be, be both. just him, it got to be the mother too. Yeah, and I keep. Yeah, although you know, at first we thought you know you got to kill that son of a bitch. Might have only met Damian Dark. The more I think about, it, the more it could be Merlin. You know what? Because Merlin's like shut my down, mouth, downward yeah. spiral. You know? Yeah, that's true. So when she's like, "Well, you're gonna go kill that son of a bitch, right?" or whatever she says, I mean, she could be talking about Merlin because she told him in the beginning to kill to go this. kill him a couple episodes. Yeah, ago. like end this. It's like, come on already, you know. This dude did murder, like, hundreds of people and, you know, kill his own son. Right. So, you could have did it. He just keeps, I can't, because of Thea, because of Thea. Look, Thea going to get over not having a daddy. Thea hates him more than Oliver. Exactly. Thea went off on him this episode twice. Enough already with that nonsense. Ah, man. Dust him. That's too much. I mean, we all love John Barrowman. He's an awesome actor. I do. I do. But this character has been played out too far. I mean, there's nothing else they can He's really do with him. done too much. It's like, you know, there's, how, no, there's no more they can do with him. How can you not take this dude out? It's, it's just too much now. I don't know either. Okay. Our final episode of DC Television this week, Legends of Tomorrow, Star City 2046. Mm-hmm. This is a very interesting episode. We uh, started it right where we left off last episode with young African-American man in a green arrow costume shooting arrows at our legends. Right. Uh, the, he's never heard of Sarah or of um, Ray or any of them. They try to reason with him, but he's, he's too busy throwing arrows at them. And... Uh, the Star City, by the way, is supposed to be Star City 2046, and it's a wasteland. It's it's like Mad Max. Um, even though, you know, I mean, Rip Hunter's telling everybody the future is malleable, this isn't set in stone or whatever. Um, you know, it's, it's not 
you know, the, the future is even more malleable than the past. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, it turns out what happened was de- uh, the new Deathstroke, uh, Slade Wilson's son, Grant. That jerk. Same thing that happened in the comics. Mm-hmm. Um, takes over, has taken over Star City. And uh, evidently, you know, a few years before, uh, cut off Oliver's left arm. Uh, and after that, took over Star City. And this young man is John Diggle Jr., but he's going by the name Connor Hawk because he said he hadn't earned the right to use his dad's name. That was the most ridiculous. That was such a dumb way just for the end of calling him Connor Hawk. So d- I couldn't say my father, so I ignore his name and take on the name of somebody that I'm not even related to or have no legacy with. Like, there's no reason for him to be called Connor Hawk. No reason. Like they and they I know they only named him Connor Hawk was just so they could do a a shout out to the to us comic book readers, but at least give it a real a plausible reason for using Connor Hawk. Like right. there were just none. There just was no reason why he should have named himself Connor Hawk. None at all. Yeah. And it's a totally different character in the book. Totally. In the comics. It just seemed like it seemed like a really clumsy way to have him use that name. Yeah. And to integrate that name from the DC Comics into this continuity. And it was just, uh, like you said, just didn't seem to fit. It was kind of clumsy. I mean, I'd be proud to be Diggle's son. I'd be like, you know. Exactly. Diggle. That, that you would or think. The Adventures of Diggle Jr. or, you know, Spartan or, you, yeah. know, been, you know, any of those things. I mean, he could still be the Green Arrow, but just call himself Diggle. Like, why would you not? Yeah. You'd want to, I think you'd want to keep, you know, he says he couldn't save his father. And that's why he, he didn't take his name or whatever. But, like, I, I would think he, the opposite. You'd want to keep his memory alive, you know? Well, you'd hope. So, anyway, they were trying to find some uh, some uh, Gijima Watsets to get the time ship back on track. And it turns out Felicity Smoke had, you know, a prototype of this, him, you know, I don't know, just call him MacGuffin. Because that's what it is. <laughs> well, pretty much. Yeah, it's just something they need to make the time ship go. So they uh, track it down to the old arrow lair. And who's down there but old man Oliver. In some bad makeup. Yeah, makeup was not was rough. The beard the beard was awesome. The beard was on point. But the, the makeup, not so much. Uh, a Stephen Amell wearing a lot of old man makeup. It totally did. Missing his left arm. It, t- it totally did. And he had Batman voice. Yeah, he totally had Batman voice. And um, I don't know. The way this episode ended, I would love to see a Green Arrow Beyond. Oh, I would totally watch it. With like with like grouchy old Oliver and young uh, Connor Hawk would, or young, young Diggle Jr. or whatever, you know, fighting in the streets of crime. I would old, totally uh, watch it. Would, Star City. I would totally be in it. I would totally watch it every week. It just totally seemed like they were kind of taking the setup from Batman Beyond. They did. They totally took ways. the setup from Batman Beyond. Yeah, the um, the old the old mentor and the young man taking on the mental mental, you know. But anyway, um, Sarah argues with Rip about how you know they they should help and they're trying to, you know they they should you know if Sarah and, and Ray had never left this may never have happened you know and all this other stuff and Rip's like look this is now you know this is changeable you know if we are going to change further on the timeline this will be changed too 
So while this argument is going on, we have a couple of the subplots. There's um, Ray and Kendra are working on getting the ship fixed, but Usher wants to ask Kendra for a drink or something, and then it turns out Ray does too. But Kendra not having it. It's a little her life's a little complicated right now. They're making Adam. So she really doesn't want to. So she really doesn't want to. Uh, yeah. Be they're making Adam kind of unlikable these last couple episodes because that was just so. It seemed unlike him to be like, "Oh, Usher likes her. Okay, I like her now too." Oh, I thought he liked her. I thought it was because what happened was you know the uh, Gray as as he calls him, mm-hmm. uh, the professor was trying to sound out Ray Palmer to see if you know if right. Usher Usher could you know have the green light or whatever. And then that was what made made Ray just you know think about Kendra that way. I caught that di- dialogue, but the thing that threw me off was at the end of all that when he got shot down and and he and uh, you know Usher was out fixing something, were pretending to fix something, and he said, "You heard the whole thing," and he was like, "Yeah," and he said to him, um, "Just so you know, if they had to pick, if she had to pick, she would have picked me." She knew he already, and he said to to him that he knew that he liked her because he said you you're not. He said you were transparent. I knew you, that he knew. So it was kind of a, you knew he liked her. It was kind of a dick move that you all of a sudden decide like, you know, the way she just decided. Well, she's cute enough. I'll, you know, I'll ask her out. I'll try to date her. Like Hawkman just died two minutes ago. Yeah, I know. You think she has a, a lot on her plate right now? You might want to give her some space. It just seemed know? weird to even throw this in the episode at all. Right. It just seemed so out of place. Like I was like, "Why is he mad?" Like it didn't make sense why he was mad at her. And like, "Hello, y'all have been gone for like two minutes." Right. Like, <laughs> like give her a minute, man. Right. You just you just Jeez. buried the dude, and she remembers all that. Like, why all of a sudden you're so um hot on her like that like it just went it was like oh he was in heat all of a sudden for no reason right you know there was i could see if there was a buildup of it you know like like cisco cisco was there of course he would have feelings for her some kind of they have a dating history but you know just the way he acted it was just it was just too much he was angry he was actually pissed like there's no reason to be pissed like that yeah, it was it was it was weird. It just seemed kind of contrived. They just needed it a C plot. Like they needed a B plot. Right, they give, there's something to do yeah. because uh, meanwhile, uh, while Sarah's trying to fix things in Star City, uh, uh, Heat Wave and uh, and Captain Cold are having problems of their own. Uh, Heat Wave accidentally becomes the leader of a gang. <laughs> yeah, and, and likes it, and is like, "Yeah, I'm cool with this. Awesome. Just keep it right here." And Captain Cole's like, no, we gotta, you know, we gotta keep going or whatever. We gotta, you know, we got the mission and all this. Right. And, you know, and finally, he realizes that you know his gang is being controlled by Slade Wilson, mm-hmm. Slade Wilson gang, and that doesn't sit too great with him. No. Um, also, uh, Snart realizes he 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 like knocks him out. And takes him back to the time ship, right. like locks locks him in a cell, and tells him, you know, sometimes you get in your own way. A lot of times, you know, I had to lie to you on this job and that job or whatever, just so we could get the job done. And they, they kind of a wedge is being drawn between them. Totally, because you know, he's upset. Between them. Yeah, yeah, totally. 
he told him if he ever laid hands on him again, they'd be, you know, they'd be done. All right. And, uh, you know, they aren't real happy with it. There's no, uh, you know, they aren't happy with each other right now. Well, he has taken a do good or, you know, role right now. And that doesn't sit well with Heat Wave. Right. He just wants a big score. Yeah. But I think that, uh, yeah, because he kind of questions him about it. And he's like, you know, we'll be the biggest. He's like, what do we get if we help Savage? And he says, we'll be the biggest badasses around. And he's like, yeah, well, you know, big deal with that. You know, I want to, you know, <laughs> right. I want what I had there back in Star City. Exactly. You know? So they have different goals. Even Adam with the whole "what was the building have smoke on it, idiot"? You did die, and you never reclaimed your you know your company back. Like you did right. still when you left. You did. You were officially still dead, declared dead. I mean, eventually, um, you know, why wouldn't the name change to Smoke? Right. Because you left her in charge. You're, I know. It was that was that was kind of silly. Yeah, yeah. It's just like they dumbed down Ray a little bit, and they He's didn't supposed need to be a to. genius. He's supposed to be a genius. Figure it out, buddy. <laughs> you know. Yeah, like it didn't. It didn't need to be like that. So there was that C plot. There was that you know B plot going. There was a C plot going with them on the ship. Uh, Sarah comes back and is like, you know, I'm going to go help them. I you know, don't care what you do. And Rip says, you know, we'll be back here in an hour. We're going to leave your ass behind. But, of course, they wouldn't do that. No. And Rip sends in the cavalry, and we get to see everyone in action again uh, to take out Slade Wilson's dudes. And out of retirement, with a new robot arm. Oh, where'd the robot arm come from? I, have no, I missed it. They never said anything about that. Okay, because I, I didn't know if I'd missed it or, or you know, if I mean, it said in a, a, a line of dialogue or something. But all of a sudden, Oliver has a new robot arm, and uh, fighting Slade Wilson, they take him out. Yeah, that was that was weird. it. Was fun though to see it though. It little had the little uh, little uh, gears and stuff that were moving. Yeah, around. yeah, it was cool. And then the moment where he kind of tells uh, uh, Dickel Junior that you know he's the Green Arrow now, yeah, that little you know moment, that was cool too. Yeah, I did like that. Yeah. So that's uh that's Legends of Tomorrow. Yes. Pretty much. Did I, did I miss anything on that one? I don't think so. No, we pretty much They hopped back into the time stream and they didn't say where they were going next. Off they go. And I do not want to see uh Kronos again. I don't want to see Kronos until they like uh foreshadow who he might be. Yes, because I'm tired of the he pops out of nowhere and then he disappears again. Out of no, like he's too much of a plot device for them. Like fall out of time, fall, fall here. I need the ship to be here at this time so we can have this adventure. Like right. it's a little, little too much. Next time he pops up, they better take him out or discover who he is or whatever. But do yeah, or, or or like have him take his helmet off and it'd be Rip Hunter. Exactly. And so we're all like, what? Exactly. Something. Instead of just being this nameless kind of Boba Fett looking dude, or maybe it's Leonard Snart. You know, maybe Snart went could back be and decided to betray everyone for you know work for the Time Masters. You never you know, know. Or, or didn't like the way things turned out at the mm-hmm. end of the Legends thing. Or you know, I mean, there are a number of ways they could play. It. Yeah, I'm I'm ready for them to do that. Yeah. Me too. Uh, I give this episode a B. Like I said, it was above average. There were some cool parts. 
There were some parts that were not so cool. Yeah. But overall, pretty decent episode. It's cool to see that city. Yeah, it was cool to see that that possible future. Uh, Talk about you have failed the city. Yeah, that is definitely failing the city. Oh, totally. In in the biggest way possible. Because they they say everybody had died and and moved on since then. Other people just moved out. Yeah, and left. So, I don't know. It It was a decent episode. I just I, I I'm looking for a little more punch with that show. You know, what I mean, I'm not sure what exactly, but it's something that I mean, they already had one person die, so I guess not that, but it's just something to make the stakes a little higher. Yeah, yeah. Like it seems, it seems like there's they're after Savage, but there's like no urgency. Well, you know, the setup, like, yeah, the setup for this one seems to be to to kind of break up that um, snark and and uh, what you would call it alliance like to put the it seemed like they wanted they just wanted to put to break the you know the put a wedge between Rory put a wedge and between them for something to happen because you know something's gonna happen next episode to do that's gonna have something to do with them not being on the same page right now right right like some of the things that's gonna happen down the road to bring them back together though. oh of course you know that's gonna you know that's going to happen. So, yeah, that's uh, Legends of Tomorrow. That's the last show for the week again. Uh, I, Zombie, and The Flash are both on break. So there'll only be four shows next week. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, you know, either Rich or Jerry or one, or, you know, we'll have a third a third chair. Uh, Daryl has done a great job, you know, uh, thanks to his good friend, Cocaine. Oh, yeah. Help of keeping, keeping up. So thanks a lot. I appreciate that. Just a few news tidbits real quick. Mm-hmm. There is a rumor going around that, that we mentioned, uh, I don't know how much news this is really, that there will be a season three of Young Justice. Right. Uh, and I would love there for it to right. be. And so, with the showrunner, mm-hmm. Brandon Vietti, uh, he, as he said uh, as he said in the interview, would be just as happy as the fans mm-hmm. to see more seasons of Young Justice. So, all it would take would be Netflix to throw a little money and show a little interest. That would be a beautiful place for the animated. I mean, they are doing other animated shows on. True. And I mean, there were there were talking there were there was that Titans uh, show that kind of got canned. Mm-hmm. This might be a good way for them to test the waters on that. It so might. If there would be if there would be interest enough for a Titans show down the road. They they just have to get it together. <laughs> what version we're gonna get? Like that's. I think that that's kind of the problem uh, with the show already. It's trying to figure out what are we going to do? Is it going to be Dick Grayson? Is it going to be, you know, like what, who, what versions can, who can we not mention? Who can we mention? Right. Like that, like what made Young Justice such a, a great story is they played on Legacy. Exactly. Like you had Wonder Woman, you had Superman, you had Greenland, like all the you had the Flash, like they were all there, right. and they played off of that. But it wasn't their story. It but was it the wasn't their story. story, right? Exactly. They were yeah. in and they were out, but you know, but they were there enough that you felt, you know, there was a, you know, there was a whole thing of legacy, and they did have to deal with that, and but they let the characters kind of, you know, grow and and go through what they had to go through. But when you as it went on, it just really expanded. I mean, they totally went, like Bumblebee and Lagoon Boy. And Mal they should have been like, do- that should have been the comic book. Yeah, so for yeah. readers, that should have been the uh, freaking comic book. 
And when they did the time jump of the second season, that was awesome. Oh, that was so great. Um, the way they were able to develop those characters with that time jump, and then you know, kind of, you know, as it as the season progressed, we kind of figured, found out what happened. Yeah, Titan Titan suffers. I think the problem with Titans is it really suffers from the the inability to of using certain characters. You know that that whole thing of even, yeah. you can mention Batman or Superman or you know like that's that's a problem for them. Yeah. It's not like yeah. Arrow where you can hint at it and not really have to get into it. Right. I mean, Arrow is close enough to a character. I mean, uh, you. If you wanted to use Nightwing or Grayson or whatever, you'd almost have to use Batman. I mean, even like the Teen Titans Go cartoon has references to Batman yeah. because of, because of Robin being. Because you have to, like, if you're gonna have him in there, you have to use him. You can't just. And even if it were something oblique, like the way they they uh, mentioned Superman on Supergirl, right? I think mean, they, they've really done well with. That. I mean, he's there in the show in an oblique way every once in a while. Mm-hmm. He's still in that universe, but like he's not there every episode. Right. He's not a major part player of the show, you know. They don't pretend that he never existed or whatever. So. Right, right, exactly. We got more pictures from the set of the Flash and Supergirl crossover. Yes, which I'm super excited about. Oh, that'll I be, can't wait. That'll be awesome. I mean, that's going to be a huge month in March. I mean, we got you know Batman v Superman. Mm-hmm. We got Daredevil. We got um, you know the Flash crossing over with Supergirl yeah. all within like a, just a few weeks of each other. Yeah, yeah. So it's gonna be a lot going on there. We're gonna be busy. Speaking about Batman v Superman, the first box office track box office tracking reports have come out, and they're between uh, they're looking at between 100 and 140 million for the opening night. Now, keep in mind that's like Easter weekend. Yeah. So that's not counting, you know, Thursday for people, and you know, the Thursday openings will be for people mm-hmm. that. The, the extended weekend and everything. That's why they, they picked that weekend, actually. Uh, more of a holiday stance. Right. Um, the numbers are broken down very well by um, Scott Mendelson of Forbes.com, and that's on the DCTV podcast Facebook group as well. Uh, I just did a podcast with him, a commentary track about The Crow mm-hmm. on uh, Out Now with Aaron and Abe. That was pretty cool. But if you're really into like the hard number crunching into that, uh, we also got a running time on Batman v Superman. It looks like it's gonna be about two and a half hours. Oof. That's now crazy. I know I know like twenty minutes of that's gonna be credits Ooh, for yeah. special special yeah. effects dudes. But still that's uh that's a hefty movie. Yeah, you know, I'm all in for that. I like I like when it's something I like though, I'm I'm all in for the longer movies. So do you think they're gonna have a stinger after the credits or not? Or is that too much of a Marvel thing? I I think they will. I, I think there's just too much going on. This, it, there's too much they want to introduce into this. I can't see them not throwing something. Like even if it's mid credit, not mm-hmm. even after the credit, but mid credit or just, right. or they throw something like really at the very end. Well, like Marvel's done that a couple times where they'll have the main credits, mm-hmm. and then they'll have their little scene. Right. I think they did that on Cap and a few others. And then they'll have like the the actual end credit scene, which is usually something. Even else. if Snyder doesn't want it, I could see them saying, "Put it in anyway, dude." Because yeah. we really, this is really introducing the the greater DC universe now. This is the. It would be so funny if they had Dark Side in there. Oh, man. Like, dude, come on! Well, <laughs> you know what? They they are parademons. Yeah. So yeah, I could they're... see them do something where 
not that Darkseid would be in the first Justice League, not, you know, like not fighting them, but I could see um, Darkseid, you know, like there'd just be a mention of like he he's talking to one of the Caliban or something. Or Caliban. Yeah, but I mean, after they had Thanos at the end of Avengers, that would people would just be calling out. Oh, they're the, gonna. I mean, it, there's yeah. no way around it. It's <laughs> they're gonna. Yeah, well, if they use Dark Side, it's gonna. Yeah, they're, they're gonna. They're gonna. gonna but, yeah, because I mean, they're very similar characters, obviously. But uh, Dark Side's gonna have something to do with this movie. I mean, I there is so it's interesting because. Batman v Superman is coming out in about a month, mm-hmm. and then you know, um, Suicide Squad is is done shooting. Right, they're shooting Wonder Woman right now, mm-hmm. and as that ends in April, the shooting from Wonder Woman, Gal Gadot is going straight from that into Justice League Part One. Yep, so she gets no break, none in between here. It's just kind of crazy that they're. I mean, they are going into full production on these. Well, I mean, they went through a long time of nothing. I mean, there's a that's long true. time I'm that just... passed of, of of Man and Steel and nothing from any none, no DC movies up until no. now. And I'm just thinking, this is. I mean, Batman v Superman is gonna really have to tank for them not to fill out their slate. Yeah, there's no. Yeah, it, it would have to. It would. It would have to tank it. I don't think it will. I mean, there's so many uh, corporate tie-ins and, and promotional tie-ins and everything. That alone, the money they're making off that will. Will ensure. I mean, they'll cover production costs and promotion costs. Well, it already kind of did. I think yeah. they've done enough for like with the, the, the you know this is and then we're talking promotion with t-shirts, hats, uh, lunch boxes, sheets. And you know what? Already we're getting like there's uh, Doritos mm-hmm. in Batman or Superman. You that, can choose. Yeah, that's pretty there's, much. Yeah, there's Pizza Hut's doing a promotion. Right. There, there's Pepsi doing a promotion. There, I mean. You know, I mean, the cost of the movie have already been defrayed. It's just a matter of them. I mean, they want to make enough off of this to set up their franchise. Exactly. That, that's I mean, that's, that's, that's what they're looking to do. And, you know, I hope they do because I want to see all those movies. I sure <laughs> do. Somewhere down the line, we'll get a Legion of Superheroes movie. Oh, if only. Or Batman the Outsiders. That would be awesome. Oh, don't even play with me like that. <laughs> don't do it. But anywho, that's about all the news I saw this uh, this week. Uh, like I said, Flash, mm-hmm. uh, the Flash Supergirl crossover is the big news. Um, uh, L- uh, Laura Vandervert, I guess that's how you say it, uh, from Smallville, who plays Supergirl on Smallville, is going to be appearing on Supergirl. Yeah. Uh, on this Monday, as in a uh, uh, a villain named Indigo. Mm-hmm. I remember too. Kind of looking a little like Mystique. Totally looked like Mystique in, in this picture I'm seeing, you know, with the hair and the blue skin and everything. Yeah, Indigo is a cyborg type okay. character. Like she, um, I think, if I remember right, in the comic book, she was responsible for killing Wonder Girl once. One of the times Wonder Girl was killed. One of the times, the <laughs> Donna, Donna Troy Wonder Girl. Yeah, yeah. I think that was around the time the team had broken up because that that was right before uh, Judd Winnick came in and they did The Outsiders with, um, and it, it had Dick Grayson, uh, um, Red, uh, it had Red Arrow, it had um, Thunder from uh, Thunder, which was the daughter of uh, Black Lightning. Right. And... Uh, I forgot her girlfriend's name. I forgot her name, but that was when that team was uh, 
was brought together because they because he was like after the Titans and she got killed, it was like I can't have a family again. I can't do a team with a family because I'd be too worried that they would somebody would get killed. Right. So they kind of did that, turned it into a strike force as opposed to a, you know. Hmm, Interesting. The uh, oh, we did get this uh, leaked photo of Jason Momoa and uh, Zack Snyder uh, posing on, on a set. And behind them is a mock-up, I guess, of the Flash costume. And then there's another black costume that uh, people have been conjecturing could be Green Lantern, Mm -hmm. or could be Nightwing, or Cyborg. We're not sure. Right. Um, But we got to see, like, a little sneak peek of what the Flash costume looks like. It's definitely, it looks more metallic Mm -hmm. than the one from the show. Absolutely. Uh, It looks more like armor, I guess I would say. Don't you think? Yeah. Yeah, I would say that. It probably does. I wonder if it will be in the movie. They'll try to say that it is part of the Speed Force like he mentally makes it. Because hmm. that's what they played with in uh, Kingdom Come is that he could, he formed, he was made out of the Speed Force. Like that was part of, in Mark Way's run too, towards the end, he made the suit. It was actually something that he, you know, formed around him as opposed to it being a, a costume that came out of the ring. Hmm. Interesting. When, when he got more power, like he was he was totally more amped up in the Speed right. Force. Like he had because he had died. Remember, while he had went into the Speed Force and came out and he had to pretty much to come out of it. He had to control it. it. He had to yeah. master it. Yeah, I remember so it, it he was more powerful because of that, and that was part of his thing. Is he could he could become it. His suit could become part of the Speed Force. The um oh, and one more bit of news that we learned uh, from uh, uh, about Batman v Superman this week is that the extended cut on Blu-ray, mm-hmm. what they're calling the Ultimate Edition, will be rated R. Yeah. Now I, we never got an extended version of Man of Steel. Okay. No, no extras for Man of Steel, really. No, but um, the I remember, but the director's cut for Watchmen, mm-hmm. I thought was way better than yeah. the original cut because it didn't seem as rushed. Mm-hmm. It had a little more room to breathe and oh, tell yeah. the story rather than having having to do a lot of info dump or whatever. Right, and it definitely had. Uh, I mean, it was already rated R, but it had more of a violence quotient in the. Which I I think that that's the deal with this. I think it were there hints that it might be. There might be the crowbar scene with Robin in this. Oh, okay. And they might, you know, it might be included in that because that's not something that that would make it a rated R to show something like that. Uh, if they really go in depth with that, um, yeah, as a flashback. But I think they pull back. But uh, yeah, I think that there's some the violence definitely. It's not going to be the sex. It's the violence that uh, will make it. Uh, the rate will give it that rated R thing uh, uh, rating when they release it, and that doesn't. And it's not going to be rated R in the theaters. It will. It's just meaning that they're they're releasing uncut the uncut version, so it will be that. Right. And everybody immediately was saying, "Oh, well, what WB saw with the numbers Deadpool made? Yeah. They, they want to try to get on that and blah 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 blah." But no, if you look at the email, if you look at the it's Twitter, Zack Snyder is what it is. I mean, you look at the Twitter that because um, the Twitter had the overseas. There was a Twitter that said that put out the date of when the 
DVD was coming out because they, you know, they just have that information because they listen before the movie even comes out in the theaters, they're prepared and ready to ship these to ship the movies out. Like that's oh yeah, how how it is well, now. And and you know the 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 date of the DVD and Blu-ray and digital premiere is also you know just as I mean it's it's not as big as the box office revenue no. stream, but it's definitely significant. I mean that's why you've been seeing a lot more coming movies coming out on digital first. It's all planned. Like the deals with the cable companies, like they know who's going mm-hmm. to. They've already bid and bought. You know, like who's going to air it first on whatever channel they're going right. to do it when it's coming exactly. out on. Netflix, when it's going to be available, you know, all that stuff is already done before this thing even comes into the theaters. So the the email, the, the, not the email, the text, I mean the uh, Twitter that came out that announced it was done before Deadpool even came out. So they had already played. This is not something where they go back and rushed it and did it after Deadpool. They prepared this already. These uncut versions was already something that right. the special DVD was already going to come out so all of that talk of um that that they did it just because of the box office it wasn't just because of the box office they no it was already in the works it's already in the works so yeah before deadpool so and by the way i love deadpool i thought it was great it was good i saw it twice <laughs> enough that i was able to watch it twice and enjoy it my wife even liked it. I thought she would hate it. So. Yeah, well it was a comic book it was it was fun to watch but it wasn't too comic booky that you would were you know like somebody who hasn't read any of the comic books would have to feel like they missed something, right? Right. Okay, well that about wraps up for episode fifty five of DC TV podcast. Um, first of all, I would like to plug uh, one of Daryl's new endeavors that just started, Gotham by Geeks. Oh, thank you. If you are a fan of the Batman, and I imagine most of you are, because, hey, we're all Batman fans when you get right down to it, uh, we have started a new, or they, at the Taylor Network of Podcasts.com, started a new podcast called Gotham by Geeks. You got uh, Mr. Daryl Taylor, uh, Chris Campbell, uh, uh, Michael, uh, Michael Myers, and uh, my old pal Russell Latham. Yeah. Uh, pounded out some good talk about Batman. I know uh, those are three of them. You guys are like three or four of the most, and four of the most knowledgeable comics dudes I can think of. So that's that's awesome um, that you guys you know got got it together. Especially Michael. I mean, he's like Mr. DC historian. Oh man, yeah, he owns all every, almost every single copy of every D, of every DC comic book story. Yeah, in some cool. version or way. So it's amazing. And we also we will have some uh, writers who have actually worked uh, on DC Comics and worked on some Batman-oriented stories. So <clears throat> Tom King. <clears throat> so we'll uh, so we'll be <laughs> yeah we'll and and we'll if everything works out how I hope we'll have uh, even more guests that will uh, be on every you know every you know Batman. I like Batman Daryl. Well, I mean you're one of them, but uh, okay. I like Batman. He's pretty cool. Yeah. The only thing I, the only thing that Russ knows more about than Batman is X Men. Yes. The dude is like a, a walking Wikipedia about that stuff. He really is. He's a, a great resource, and uh, I, I can't wait to hear the rest of the, the podcast you guys do together. It's awesome. Yeah, we have a good. Time. I, the KG Beast stuff in the first episode. I hadn't thought about that character. Oh my goodness. 
in forever. I mean, yeah. they used to be that Suicide Squad uh, animated thing, Batman Assault on Arkham. Yeah, and we the stories we cover, we, we all get to pick what Batman stories we like. So it doesn't matter if it's a past story or or um, or even if it, it doesn't even have to be in a Batman comic, it would just be a Batman guest starring in it. We still right. cover it. Or, or it's in the Batman family with, uh, you know, Nightwing or or Robin or Batgirl or you know like it's so open and there's so many things we can do um Sweet. so we even have some Superman crossovers Superman Batman crossovers over the years that have happened so we we cover that as well yeah it'd be great for you guys to cover some of those before the Batman v Superman movie yeah well yeah that episode will I imagine be that would be the plan yeah that will be the plan <laughs> But that is just one of the many podcasts you can find at TaylorNetworkPodcast.com. Uh, there's Arts and Crap, Comic Rack, Snark Fest. Uh, yeah, I said it. No apologies. Nothing's on. So many different shows over there. Definitely check it out. TaylorNetworkPodcast.com. Then when you're uh, done exhausting all those podcast possibilities, and by all means, mosey on over to HHWLOD.com and check out what we have to offer there we have the walking dead tv podcast which is in full swing now that the walking dead is back mm-hmm. uh in in uh, on your tv screens and we've had a pretty good season uh it's only two episodes deep so far but it's been pretty decent so far as i you know daryl blew some dudes up with a rocket launcher sure and, did. Uh, they met jesus it's been it's been eventful it's been fun uh, also it's all connected can be found there which is the marvel uh studios television podcast they cover all of Marvel Studios' output uh, right now that would be our, uh, Agent Carter and Agents of Shield. Uh, also, you know how they're connected to one another and the movie universe. So check that out over there. Uh, also, the Black Box with Sean Pryor, a bunch of other podcasts. Definitely check it out hhwlod.com. You know, it'd be awesome if we got some iTunes reviews for the DC TV podcast. That'd Wouldn't be, that be nice. awesome. How about some iTunes reviews, guys? And it doesn't cost you anything but your time. Just give us some stars. Uh, five would be preferable, but you know, if we don't think we've earned it, just give us four, you know. Uh, but give us some iTunes reviews, give us some love over there. Uh, join our Facebook group, DCTV Podcast, on the Facebooks. It's very popular with the young people, so I've heard. We've heard. And uh, until next week, we'll come back with uh, more DC television to talk about. We are ghosts. Thanks a lot, Daryl. Appreciate it. All right. Mm-hmm.